Everybody. Welcome to Read Me hey. Romance. It's Friday. Hi. Thanks woo, for being woo. here. Everybody's probably so excited to get the end of this book. They need oh three my gosh. hours when we're done talking. <laughs> <laughs> Hang in there, guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, this is the last installment uh, today of Bombshell by Jen Frederick. And like now that... Now that the story has been playing for for four days, almost five, I feel like I can talk about the book now because <laughs> I like loved so many things. I read this in the waiting room of my daughter's dance class, and Aww. I was like laughing and I was I know. gasping. The grocery store in the middle in the oh beginning is just the best. It was the it's greatest. So scene. good. She thought she was bleeding, and it's just a tomato. <laughs> it's so cute. It's well, just she's so-, so charming because. I mean, like, obviously, this was a, a kind of an unrealistic mistake sort of thing that he has amnesia. But, like, it was just, it's, the heroine is just so endearing in this. She's so she's endearing. she's a Hufflepuff. <laughs> no, right? Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm glad you brought that up because we're just going to have to take a sidetrack really fast that I was, okay. uh, that I took the Harry Potter test and I'm a Hufflepuff. Yes. Okay. I don't think that that's true. <laughs> just want everybody out there to know. I do and don't think you are. I'm a puff for sure. But everybody has a degree of tendencies that they are. And, you know, that just to be fair, I mean, J.K. Rowling said it was, you know, the best house. Don't you have to have an understanding of of Harry Potter and don't you have to, like, understand what everything means? Because I like there was questions that were like. You know, which animal would you take to wizarding school? And I was like, I don't fucking know. <laughs> I didn't know anything back when I took mine. Yeah. And I, I just randomly picked them. So I just feel like I got put into this. I mean, I'm not saying anything bad about Hufflepuff, obviously, but. Obviously. Okay. All the Hufflepuffs, email Tessa at readingmail.com. Email. <laughs> um, no, you were going to get just... the sweetest passives aggressive messages <laughs> ever yeah, yeah. <laughs> not, to like mean, to say, but, you know, not to be mean or anything but like I feel like <laughs> let me I'll tell you this soon. though honestly I had my hair done yesterday and I was talking to my hairdresser who is a Hufflepuff and she said I don't feel like I am either she says the same thing she's she loves it you know she she's super into Harry Potter super super into it she just said I feel like there's other parts of me that are there and she said you know the the thing with Hufflepuffs is that they're super loyal um they're really compassionate they're caring they're kind like those kind of things like they're empathetic and I'm not saying that you know you don't have those qualities I just don't think like the other qualities from other houses are strong like for Gryffindor their biggest thing is like self-sacrifice like and I think that's why Jeanette's a Gryffindor is because she would literally give you everything off of her back (laughs) Jeanette is their assistant by the way like their gal Friday slash friend yeah yes the the she is just she's the one who keeps us in um in check and she you know she's our she's our bestie too i mean she's just above all else she's our friend but she, and we're, they're we're winners like, <laughs> yeah she uh she fixes everything for us too no so like she and i believe that's why she's a gryffindor because she's so um she's so willing to go above and beyond to help people and to do whatever she can and in that that sort of thing 
And I think that's why Eagle is a griff or is a Ravenclaw because, um, you know, she doesn't like to be wrong. And, you know, she's really smart, but she's also very analytical. And, you know, she sees things from different sides and she likes fact finding and knowing the answer to something. So, but I also think Eagle can be pretty sneaky and I, and I think she can be really compassionate. Like, I think she has those characteristics of other houses, but it's just, what's your first dominant thought, you know, when you see a problem or you see someone in need? What is the first thing you want to do? Do you want to... Give them a hug and tell them it's going to be okay. Do you want to grab a, a grab something that's going to fix it? Do you want to go fuck the other guy up that did this to them? You know, like, those are the difference to me. That's how you would rate a, a house. And that, to me, is, like, your, your first instant reaction. And though you don't know Harry Potter and, you know, you pick a pet, but to me, that, that pet's going to be based on what you like. Like, I'm not going to pick a snake, even though I'm Slytherin. I'm probably going to take the orange tabby cat because it's <laughs> So the girl, but, so the girl in Bombshell is a Hufflepuff, but she still throws uh, produce. Absolutely, the... <laughs> yeah. She's got, she's got some moxie. She's got some Slytherin in her or something. Uh-huh. I don't know. I like it. I like it. And you're okay. You're a Hufflepuff. So. Okay, I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that. I'll buy, I'll buy the merch. <laughs> um. No, I just needed it explained to Side me. Side note, I'm actually leaving there and I'm leaving here in four hours to go back to Universal. Are you really? I didn't yes. know where you were going. Oh my yeah, gosh. You were just there. I know. Don't shame me, Tessa. No, I love it. I love it. I want to go back too. I want to see it at Christmas. The Grinch is there. (laughs) Oh, that's true. That's true. Uh, So there were some things in this book that like really, really stood out to me. First, first of all, the part I burst out laughing in the dance waiting room was, (laughs) and it's so random, when the reason he has amnesia is because he walked into a coffee shop and a chandelier fell on his head. (laughs) (laughs) And I just Stop laughing. I know. It was like, it's so ridiculous. It's so like, what? Over the top. Yes. But it's also, sure, of course that happens. Of course that's It could happen. It reminded me of like those, uh, you know, those Harlequins that you like to read, Mel. What are mm-hmm. they called? Like the old ones that are like super Presents. Trophy. Yeah, the Harlequin Presents. Like it reminded me of something like that where it was just quick and silly and, but just just hot too and i will say jen frederick writes some of the best sex talk to me like that's one thing that i learned from her is that you know if you want a scene to be dirty have the people talk to each other Mm -hmm. and that's really good you mean dirty talk um so the other thing i that like okay like i i don't know this really got me the fact that he didn't remember her, but his heart wouldn't work correctly. And he kept having like chest pains, Stop. like severe chest pains because he wasn't with her and he didn't know why. And the doctors couldn't figure it out. And I was oh, like, oh, oh my God. so good. I, I couldn't. St- it's like, I was like, wow, I really got to up my game and like the like real deep romance department. <laughs> like that was super deep. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I fucking love that. Huh. And then, and then he says to her, like, "My heart doesn't work right unless you're more if you're more than a few feet away." Yeah. Oh my god. Okay, I just really loved it. I'm gonna. I'm probably uh-huh. gonna be on a Jen Frederick binge for like the foreseeable future. Yes, <laughs> I just really, really sure. loved it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so we're gonna play the final chapter in a little while. Also, okay, so I have a game I, I have to play with you guys. It's called. I don't uh... know anything about this, so <laughs> I'm anxious to see. You're like, I have a game for us to play. We're like, spin the bottle. Like, what the it's, fuck are we gonna? I came up with this game. Trivia, is it? 
I came up with this game last night drunk on the couch. (laughs) So, and you're going to be able to tell for sure. Okay, so it's Romance Hero, Would You Rather. Mel, are you with us? Okay. Yeah. All right. You weren't moving in the screen, so it was like, (laughs) it's like, is she frozen? Maybe she's just nervous because the last game we played was Christmas movie quotes and you only got one. (laughs) She got the good one though, Die Hard. (laughs) Okay. So this is Romance Hero, Would You Rather. Okay. Would you rather marry a hot billionaire who needs to play patty cake to get a boner (laughs) or marry a sexy race car driver who uses the word literally in every single sentence? Patty Patty cake. cake. (laughs) How dare you say it like it was that easy? Really? Of course that was easy. Literally. That would literally drive me insane. Oh my God. (laughs) Patty cake, I could turn into something hot. Like... (laughs) Like that's we're gonna uh, play with my ass. Yeah, you're gonna patty cake on my butt this <laughs> time. Okay, moving on to the next one. Okay, would you rather be with a silver-haired daddy who wears lime green Crocs to formal oh, events, shit. or a rugged, filthy-talking cowboy who wears a shirt that says hashtag #Winning every single day of his life? <laughs> hashtag #Winning because he's winning because he's with me. lime green croc lime green crocs to formal events or a hashtag winning t-shirt everywhere he goes daddy yeah for sure you're going with the daddy okay because we don't go to formal events that often (laughs) you're like we're just gonna have to decline those invitations (laughs) i was thinking that (laughs) <laughs> you guys are gonna what come up with work around which one of these would you pick oh i don't know i don't know if i could turn down i don't i'd probably go with, i'd probably go with the dad yeah the silver haired daddy with the lime green crocs <laughs> and 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 the patty cake guy for sure i think we're on the same page you guys <laughs> okay all right so here's the next one would you rather be with a burly protective mma fighter who is mean to everyone except you but cries hysterically during sex because it's so beautiful. Oh my god. <laughs> this is complicated. This is or so specific. <laughs> super specific. Or an NFL quarterback with a gorgeous smile and a great ass who eats tartar sauce straight from the jar with a spoon. Oh. <laughs> uh. Uh. I MMA don't fighter NFL who cries during sex or NFL quarterback who eats tartar sauce. I don't want an NFL quarterback, but I couldn't handle the sex cry. <laughs> oh fuck! I don't want. I either. only want the tartar sauce them. doesn't bother me. I don't want the quarterback. <laughs> I know what you mean. Oh. All right. Can I just have a menage? So it's the, the NFL. <laughs> the NFL quarterback is the whole is is the deal breaker for you. Yeah, that's Why? the deal breaker. I, I, I don't want anybody prettier than me. <laughs> I'm so glad I asked. Who's a pretty I'm so fucking glad I asked you that. <laughs> Why? Because <laughs> it was just perfect. Are you shocked? No. You really are. Uh, is that terrible? I wouldn't want somebody no. prettier than me either. I'm the pretty I'm one. The pretty hey, why does he have you to be pretty? You can be the smart one. He's an NFL quarterback. He's going to be so cocky. No. I don't no. know. I think there's some nice ones out there. Um, maybe they are, but they're probably really good looking and every chick is trying to get out. Okay, let, let me rephrase the whole question. Okay, So, right. burly MMA fi- fighter who cries during sex because it's so beautiful, not because of any okay. trauma. <laughs> or an ugly NFL quarterback who oh, eats tartar okay. sauce from the jar. 
He's it's the NFL quarterback. It, okay. Well, I don't All know. Right. I, I mean, if he's ugly, I'm just gonna take the quarterback. Fine, I'll take him. I'll Mel, take, I'll make it work. I I like both. Neither <laughs> one like of them both? have a flaw that really bothers me. <laughs> <laughs> the crying during sex doesn't bother you. No. <laughs> what? All right. Someone needs to talk to the Mel's truth, husband. What's going the on? Truth comes out. All right, Tessa, tell us which one you want. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I have a real gross thing about tartar sauce, so I like I have. It has to be a specific situation for tartar sauce not to gross me out. So I don't know. <laughs> I love tartar sauce. So. I don't like it, but it wouldn't turn me off if they. Ate My it. husband one time made tomato soup and forgot to add a can of water. Like you know the Campbell's tomato soup that like yeah. you. He it's just made it and didn't he yeah, he just ate the concentrated soup and forgot to add the water and I couldn't kiss him for months. <laughs> I was like, no. <laughs> Don't come near me. Because you knew he did you have some I, food issues. I feel your husband because it wasn't until like a year ago that I realized you were supposed to add water to those things. Oh no. Oh no. So no kiss Mel. <laughs> Mel, yeah. Sorry, Mel, we can never make out. Okay, here's the next one. You guys ready? It's fine, because you probably wouldn't cry. <laughs> <laughs> or would you? You wouldn't you? cry the way I like it. You wouldn't cry the way I want you to. <laughs> okay, rich, okay, rich Scottish movie star. Devoted to you. Totally devoted to you, but he carries around a hairless cat everywhere. What the fuck? Or, okay. or a successful pilot who makes you belly laugh. And he gets free travel miles, but he lets his pet pet rats run loose around the house. Oh, naked cat! <laughs> Absolutely naked. Scottish naked cat. Okay, all, day. all right. <laughs> Mel, Mel, which one do you think? She's like, do the cats? Does the cat cry? <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> She's neither like, my mouth bother me. <laughs> neither one. <laughs> I don't care about rats or a hairless cat. <laughs> no, I'd have to go cat for Mel sure. Has I can't. Really low standards. <laughs> I just remember this Thanksgiving, like, like it must, I think I was 10 or 11 years old, where we went over to my dad's friend's house for Thanksgiving, and they had pet rats, and my dad couldn't eat the Thanksgiving dinner, and he just sat oh. there. Yeah, just, there was just pet rats running around, like, 10 feet from the table. Ooh. Oh, my God. Like, in I a guess, cage. Are but... you, are they, I don't know, I don't think I've ever seen a rat, so. Oh, <laughs> my God, I've no. I've had rat in my apartment, because I lived in New York City. Smile. We're like, we have mouse. Yeah, yeah. Mice. Mice. Whatever. I once once watched a mouse chase a cockroach through my apartment in Brooklyn. Like a rat or a mouse? A mouse chased a cockroach. I was like, this is a new low. Uh, I know. I I saw a rat in New York one time, like a rat rat, and I was like, that sucks. Oh, they're so gross. Do we have rats here? Are they everywhere? Yeah, they're everywhere. Anywhere where there's... Um, well, like they're cl- they're concentrated in your bodies of water, but it's a good sign that your wine bar doesn't have anything like that. <laughs> Leave it, so You're that'll reflect good. in my Yelp review. <laughs> I left a comment card. You're fine. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's the last one. Sexy, mysterious mafia man who is obsessed with you, but he wears his underwear on the outside of his pants. <laughs> what? <laughs> or. <laughs> I was drunk. This is this is the last one, so you know that like, this was my fourth glass of wine. Oh my god! Okay, sexy mysterious mafia man wears his underwear on the outside of his pants, or a heroic cop who wants to bed you and wed you, but 
He sings Feliz Navidad when he orgasms. (laughs) Feliz Navidad. I mean, like, I might really enjoy that. (laughs) I think I'm so clever, uh, like, when I'm I'm by myself on the couch, just, like, (laughs) typing these into my iPhone notes. I was just giggling to myself the, the whole time. The superhero underwear, like, I couldn't get over that because that's if it's every day like that i couldn't get over it people would just think something was wrong with them <laughs> yeah <'cause laughs> there would be <laughs> yeah so i guess i gotta take the cop but yeah i mean yeah the cop. you have to take the cop you would have to yeah what about you you just wear earplugs yeah t- definitely the cop it. i like felice navidad okay that was fun uh maybe we should put these questions fun. up in like uh read me romance headquarters on facebook and have we'll do polls and see what everybody else oh that's picks. a good idea yeah take a poll okay i'll do that Make okay so you guys next week on the podcast uh we have rolling the dice by alessandra torre super excited for it I'm going to read you guys the blurb really fast. There was a reason I was handcuffed to the bed. Chocolate syrup smeared over both nipples. Dario Capese was getting married. And if he thought he'd ditch me to marry some rich Vegas bitch, then he had another thing coming. I was taking my revenge in the best way possible. His best friend. Seduction was a new game for me, but thankfully Trip Reinet was good at reading signs and delivering orgasms. While a hurricane gathered force and moved closer, I played a risky game of love, luck, and sex, and my most valuable possession is up for grabs, my heart. Aww. You guys, that's going to be so amazing. Right? Yep. Yeah. It's going to be adorable. Okay. So we're going to, so definitely tune in next week for that. And right now we're going to play the final installment of Bombshell by Jen Frederick. So enjoy it. You're going to absolutely swoon to death. Okay. Yay! Go get it! See you later. Bye. Bye! Chapter 6 One day becomes five. Five days becomes two weeks. An entire month later, and I'm still waking up in the morning to Jack puttering around the kitchen with Anna plastered to his side. After only a couple of days, he mastered executing his tasks one-handed, which is both impressive and necessary. Anna hasn't been able to separate herself from her new friend. Jack carries her over to me with a plate full of freshly made waffles. Do you have a lot of work to do this morning? He asks, setting a plate of the golden brown squares in front of me. Not that much, I admit. The reluctance in my voice must be obvious because Jack shoots me a smirk. Disappointed, are you? Only because I like money. I protest, but we both know that the real reason is that if I was busier, I'd have an excuse to avoid the impending trip to his family's lake house for Christmas. I tried to protest, but he'd said that it would be a good time to get to know all his relatives. His mom was growing anxious, and he had to promise her a firm date to meet Anna, or she would storm my metaphorical gates. He bought me a month, and I needed it, not just to adjust to having him around, but to sort out my feelings. I never stopped loving Jack, but that doesn't mean that my feelings aren't bruised. This month by ourselves has been important in rebuilding a base for our little family. Still, something feels off, like my puzzle is missing one tiny piece. I don't know what that piece is, only that I'm not completely whole yet. Jack can sense this too. He knows I'm holding back, but he doesn't push me at all. I'm grateful for that. 
and so I agreed to the family Christmas in return. Being together with Anna requires a lot more give and take than when Jack and I first lived together. I suppose cohabitation for two months doesn't readily prepare you for ever after. Good thing that we're a two-income household now, he says cheerfully as he cuts up the waffle into bite-sized pieces since I'm feeding Anna. Without asking, he slathers the butter across the ridges, and I watch as it melts into the crispy crust. He didn't cook at all before. When I asked him about it, he said that he took up a number of hobbies to try to alleviate his stress, which the doctors had assumed was the cause of his heart problems. He hadn't kept up with any of them, but the cooking lessons stuck. I'm not sad about that. I fork the breakfast into my mouth while Jack washes the dishes. Since his back is turned, I allow myself to ogle him. He has such a good ass. Some men have zero butts, and their jeans hang around their bums like a saggy diaper. But Jack fills his out nicely. Plus, he has those long legs and good, thick thighs. All the better to ride. I can feel you undressing me. He tosses with amusement over his shoulder. I stick out my tongue. He shuts off the water and begins to wipe his fingers. Don't start something you aren't prepared to finish, he warns. Since we've had sex every night since the water baby class, this isn't much of a threat. But I do have some work to finish, so I tell him, you'll have to keep that thought until after lunch. If I don't get this batch of pages done, I might not have any work in the new year. The doorbell interrupts any further response. His eyebrows shoot up and he casts a questioning gaze in my direction. It could be May, I say. Or my mother, he says grimly. She's been texting me daily asking about gifts and shit. Let me get it. I'll get rid of her. You don't have to. There's no reason not to meet Jack's mom today. Even though he's been keeping her away so we can reconnect in peace, I'm not a complete coward. All right. He sounds so pleased. With a full heart, I cuddle Anna to my chest and dig into my waffles while Jack goes to answer the door. More? Jack asks in surprise. What are you doing here? I shift in my chair so I can see the doorway. Leek Amore's big, scary frame fills the empty space. His arm is stretched out as if he's holding something. I've someone you've been looking for, he says without even a hello. One jerk and a man who appears vaguely familiar appears in front of us. At first, I don't make the connection because this guy is disheveled instead of perfectly coiffed, and instead of a suit, he's wearing jeans and a baggy hoodie. His gaze skates over Jack's shoulder and connects with mine. Both of our eyes widen. He tries to jerk out of Lika's grip, but there's no escape. Jack grabs Clayton and drags him across the threshold. Take Anna into the bedroom, Jack orders. The look in his eyes has my inside shriveling up, and I'm not even the target. Wait, Clayton Davis shouts. This is all a misunderstanding. He claws at Jack's fist. Let me explain. Your mom... It was the wrong thing to say. Jack explodes. Don't you fucking dare bring my mom into this. She would spit on you for keeping her from her grandchild. If the other man could sink into the dirt, he would. It's obvious in the sweat that's broken out across his forehead and the trembling of his hands as he waves them in the air. N no, that's not what I meant. Jack, let him talk. Jack's head whips around. Why? What does it hurt? 
I mean, whatever you want to do to him, short of actually killing him because you promised never to leave me again, you can do after he talks. Besides, Mr. Moore is watching. Lika smirks. I'm done here. He nods at Jack and then disappears down the porch steps. Jack kicks the door in and drags Clayton over to a chair in the living room. You have five minutes to talk. Go. Jack looks at his watch as if he's really timing the guy. I get up from my chair, still carrying Anna, and join Jack, who is looming over Clayton. The smaller man shrinks in his chair, shaking like a leaf in a bad storm. I hated this man for 10 months. I felt he was responsible for my misery, for keeping me from Jack. But as I stand next to my love with my daughter in my arms, I can only feel sorry for him. What story can he give that would explain his actions? What excuse would we accept? Nothing, nothing can take the lost time and return it. I transfer Anna to my shoulder and grab Jack's elbow. It's not important. What? He swings a confused look in my direction. He's not important. His reasoning isn't important. What matters is that we're together, right? Jack's expression grows fractionally less angry. Right. That doesn't mean I don't need to kick the shit out of this bastard. He stole 10 months of my life. He kept me from you. He made me hurt you. The last part comes out so anguished and so personal that it is wrong for Clayton Davis to be witnessing it. I walk over to the door and throw it open. Get out. Get out and don't ever show your face around the Harris family again. The small man doesn't need to be told twice. He scrambles to his feet and races out into the cold. Jack runs a frustrated hand through his hair. Why? Don't you want to know? No, we know why he did it. I close the door. He thought he'd win favor with your mom or brother or whoever by making sure you stayed at the company. Hearing him explain it wouldn't change anything. Jack isn't happy about this. All day he broods. Over dinner, he barely says two words. He helps me wash Anna, but while I give her the last feeding of the night, he disappears. I finish feeding our baby, burp her, and lay her on the changing table. He's trying to avoid diaper duty, isn't he? I joke. She gurgles in agreement. I stick a new diaper on her and tug a nightshirt over her head. Her little arms wave happily in the air. She's been washed and fed and is happy as a new puppy. She isn't aware that her daddy is mentally castigating himself. I grab her mint green blanket with the pink frogs and bundle her outside. He's upset with himself and his lack of memory, I think. Mommy will go and kiss his owie and make it better. Anna coos sweetly in agreement. Time for bed, my sweet. I lay the sleepy girl in her crib and go find my man. The hallway is quiet. As I walk toward the living room, a cold draft of air hits me. The slider to the patio door is slightly ajar. I'm here, calls a low voice. I turn to see a large figure clad in a simple sweater and a pair of snug jeans standing beyond the door. The porch light is off, but there's enough moonlight that I can see the set of his jaw and the firm line of his plush lips. It's not a welcoming look. I wrap my arms around my waist to ward off the cold and pull the door open wider. You do know that it's December, right? The month of snow and ice and wind, I joke. 
He swings around, almost in slow motion, and then advances. I back up, feeling like I'm prey for some reason. Inside the house, he slides the door shut and sets a glass of whiskey he'd been drinking on the kitchen table. I should fund your bank account with enough zeros so that you never have to worry about another bill your entire life. He says quietly as he closes the distance between us. I should buy you a big house, a fancy car, a chest full of jewels. I should introduce you to every decent eligible man in this state and maybe three others. He stops inches from me. I should step aside as you fall in love with that man and make a new family with him. I rub my dry lips together. But, but I won't. He grabs my shoulders because I'm a damn selfish bastard. I wanted to be a good man for you, Anna. A good man would let you go. But I'm not good or kind or decent. I want to lock you up in this house and hide you away from the rest of the world. I don't want another man to even breathe on you. I know this is wrong. I know that you deserve someone better than me. Someone who hasn't abandoned you for these past ten months. Someone who would have held you while you birthed our child. I'm not that person, but I can't let you go. His voice breaks on that last word. I cup his dear face and say the words I didn't realize he needed. I forgive you. The last word isn't even fully uttered before he's crushing his lips to mine. I kiss him back with equal fervor to let him know that I don't want to be let go, that his arms are the only place for me. Those arms sweep me up against him. He urges me to straddle his waist and carries me effortlessly into the living room, laying me against the cushions. His hard body presses me into the soft down. The steel shaft rubs against my sensitive clit and a moan escapes me. His fingers slide down between us, underneath the elastic band of my yoga pants, until he finds my wet, ready heat. I rip at his sweater and then his jeans. He claws at my shirt and breaks the strap on my bra in his haste to get my clothes off. Sorry, he says, completely unrepentant. And then he's quiet as his mouth licks a heated path from my collarbone down to my left breast. He runs his tongue around one already erect nipple before engulfing the pert nub with his mouth. I arch up against his cock, rubbing myself against him like a shameless cat. His free hand slips between my legs to hold me open. I brace myself for his intrusion. Even after a month of making love, my body is always surprised at how large he is. I've got you, baby, he murmurs against my skin. You know I'm not going to hurt you ever again. I know. I take a deep breath and relax. He slides in slow until my entire passage is filled with his cock. I love you. He breathes as he starts to stroke me. I clutch him to my chest. I love you too. His eyes glow with excitement. What happened to us sucked, Kate. We could have been kept apart forever, but instead I found my way back to you. That's all that matters. We've been given a second chance. Let's not waste more time. Marry me and let's make another baby. My heart fills with joy at his statement. Yes, yes. Yes to all of it. He throws back his head and whoops loudly. I slap a hand over his mouth. Anna, I remind him. He grins adorably, the dimples appearing. I couldn't help it. 
He swoops down and kisses me with fierce tenderness and joyous love. He was right. The amnesia, his missing Anna's birth, our separation, it was all terrible. But somehow we won. No matter what curveballs life may throw us, no matter what bombshells may drop, we are together. As the Christmas music plays and the snow falls and the lights twinkle, we bind our promises with cords of passion, devotion, and unending love. And we're back. Hey. Happy, Hi. happily ever after. We're here. <laughs> we're here. Let's do it. Is everybody swooning? That was the sweetest. That was the sweetest book. Isn't it the best? And you know what I forgot to mention is that there was such, like, capable man porn in this book. Like... What do you mean? Capable man porn. Like, just him handing the credit card to the store owner to, like, clean the mess up. Oh, like, fixing stuff around the house. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, like, when she comes in after her nap and he's like, I ordered a selection of food because I didn't know what you wanted. And I was like... (laughs) Highlight, highlight, highlight. <laughs> so that's what gets your motor going. Is yeah, what you're saying. a selection like, of food. Yeah, mm-hmm. a selection of food, fixing a porch, stuff like that. For sure, uh, like mm. cre- making handmade waffles and like with the baby on your hip, like that's that's the stuff that gets me. Okay, so so you guys look in the episode description. Anything Jen Frederick related is in there. All her links, all the upcoming stuff from her. And, you know, definitely, definitely check everything out and follow Read Me Romance on Instagram because we're just going to be doing giveaways all week from Jen and we're going to be, you know, just, just like talking about all her books constantly. (laughs) Go ahead and pre-order because she's going to add an epilogue in there. For the ebook. That's right. Uh, make sure you pre-order Bombshell. I don't know if I said that in Monday's episode, but um, we'll put that link yeah. below, and she'll have some bonus, some bonus material, which we definitely want from Jack and Kate. So, absolutely. Yay! Yay. All right. Are we? Does anybody else have anything to talk about? I mean, other good. Than Jen, do you want to keep talking about how great her <laughs> books are? Because I can continue to do that. I'm trying to think about. I, I was trying to think the other day, like what was all her books? Like I, I know my favorites and stuff. And she had what was her book that she just had? It was from the um, the Charlotte Chronicles. Was the first in the series, or it was not a series? It's a standalone. She released that on a chapter by week. So if you you join her uh, Facebook group, the group, the Chronicles of Jen Frederick, um, she would release it there, I think, too. Or she would do it in the email She does as well. that a lot. Yeah, she does it a lot. So she did the next book like that, too. So it was the, the Chronicles of Charlotte, and then I'm just drawing a blank on the other one. I'm going to have to look it up. The one with the pink words on it. The yeah, it's you? the, I know, it's the pink one. It's like, I can't, I'm like losing it right now. Yeah, it's like bet. God, I'm 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 looking it up right now. Talk amongst yourselves. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> I just blew my wad on the know, right? capable Sorry. man porn. Okay, so everybody should be following us everywhere on Instagram, Facebook. We have Twitter. where we can text you. I do a new release post every week. That you can be checking out on the website. All of this is in a quick links on Instagram. 
Be yeah. Mine. Quick links on Instagram. Yeah. Oh, it's called Be Mine. Be okay. Mine is their her newest one that she just had out. So, um, she that's kind of it goes parallel to the Charlotte Chronicles. So if you read that a long time ago, this book kind of um parallels, like I said, with that, and it just came out I think a month ago maybe, and it's really good. I love the hero in this. He was like a an NFL player, and that because she loves writing football, guys. So it's really good. We're a little obsessed. Yeah, <laughs> you think with my light up shirt. <laughs> yeah. All right, everybody. Happy 2019, and we'll be back on Monday with um, Alessandra Torre's book. Leah, tell them what to do. Oh, fuck your day up. Make today your bitch. Don't be a dick. See you next week. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Read me romance. Read, read me romance. Read me romance. Read, read me romance. You could take a look in a book that's fine, or you could sit.